right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast. It's Two Guys Garage Podcast, Kevin Bird, Willie B. And I gotta tell you, man, on occasion you run across people that change your whole outlook on whatever it is you're passionate about. I tend to call those people bartenders, but that's a whole different topic. No, <laughs> seriously, people call them pioneers, people call them groundbreakers, people call them trailblazers, people call them reformers. When you think automotive and the automotive industry, Ring Brothers, that is the name that always, always at the top of the list. And man, did we see that tried and true this year at SEMA 2019. Oh, and we didn't just see it. We got those guys pinned down in their booth for an awesome interview coming up just shortly. Uh, and these are two hell of a good guys, man. They're not only the top builders, and you get excited to see their cars uh, you know, and and it'll flush out right in our conversations. These guys love to build cool stuff, man. They're not just, you know, top flossy, glossy guys. I mean, their stuff yeah. is, you know, on top of, you know, they're on king of the mountain, but it's stuff that you want to drive, stuff you want to own. It just rocks. You know what was really incredible to me? When you, when you listen to how they tell their stories, it's very apparent that and you'll hear in certain questions like we ask questions that will open the door to you know some of their biggest mistakes right some of the, some of the things that you know they absolutely would tell you they regret however these are guys and I love people like this that aren't afraid to fail like you know I've always said in life you know people that win a lot or winners you know they're never afraid to fail because in that failure they've learned something and you know I always say experience is what you get when you don't get what you want but you could tell with the Ring Brothers and some of their builds, some of the things they did wrong, they've learned. They're so humble about how they approach it now. They would tell you, I bet, that one of their biggest educators or biggest sort of learning, right, it comes from that failure, which is really cool when you're thinking how upper echelon these guys really are. Yeah, and they're so top of the game, but yet they're so incredibly humble. Two good old boys from Wisconsin, right? Two brothers yeah. that have been through thick and thin together, got each other's backs. Uh, but like I said, man, I had my little personal build, my little E30 M3 LS swap a couple years ago there. One guy in his garage building a car, snuck it into SEMA, you know? And the first thing they come over, <laughs> and like I said, the top builders are still so cool about, dude, I love this line. I love how you did this. I love this look. Yeah, you know, if we had, you know, more free reign, you know, because they're driven by customers, we'd be building stuff like this, too. And you're like, 
man, aren't you guys like, you know, superheroes? I'm just a dude yeah, walking when, around when you hear, on the ground. You'll hear us ask a budget question. Like, when you hear them say what their budget is, your mind will be blown. And talk about two tough competitors, what they did to each other as far as the competitive line drawn in the sand is hysterical. So let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to sit down with the Ring Brothers and give you an intimate question and answer session with the guys who make cars we only dream about. Kind of jelly right now. I'm kind of nervous. These two guys in front of me, man, I'll tell you, when you think builds, when you think guys that build some of the most unique, some of the most cherished, some of the most praised cars, the name Ring Brothers are always tied to it. Now these guys, uh, besides being the top builders in the world, uh, are two of the best guys. Like I call them friends, man. They're so laid back, so cool. Some good old boys from Wisconsin, man. Jim and Mike Ring. So glad to have you on, man. Yeah, really man. cool. Well, thanks, thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, I, with that intro, I thought we were going to be talking about Foose here. I had to turn around. <laughs> Y'all put Foose to yeah. shame. <laughs> you guys have your own unique style. I mean, it's very Ring Brothers. You can almost see it in uh, most of your builds. And, uh, man, it just it makes you guys stand out. And I'm telling you, the level of craftsmanship and detail yeah. and style, you guys have design. I mean, it's one thing to build something, but you guys have build and design like married so well thanks guys you know it's i'll tell you uh being out here at sema uh it's our super bowl you know we build cars to bring it here to sema it's uh it's you know mike and i don't even hardly do any shows anymore because it's just we spend so much time at that shop building cars to get here um so it's pretty exciting to come out here and show people and actually have them like what you do you know that's kind of the that's kind of the attaboy you get for for being in this business i think we're all driven by that <laughs> you got you guys have a lot more than attaboys man because there is no doubt one thing that permeates through you know all the you know all the glam and neon and signs and twirly this and that and the other is that when everybody leaves here everybody always talks about your builds how does that feel how does that like you guys are there is no doubt when you look at the pinnacle, the top notch, the top tier, whatever, you guys are always associated with that. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. You know, you look around and see everybody see else's and, you know, it's like, it's so flattering, but yet uh, you would, you feel bad, you know, in a way you, you, you see everybody else and what they do and you, you feel bad. You feel it's bad like, for them. For taking all the awards. <laughs> No, yeah, I feel so man. bad. I, I can't carry this suitcase yeah, full right. of trophies. Yeah, <laughs> I'd sure like to figure out what the hell you're saying right now. <laughs> no, you do though. You I mean you look at other people that work equally as hard, and you know it's like, God, you know you do. I mean, if you've got anything inside you, you you do. What's what makes these guys so awesome, man? They're just so humble, like yeah. regular car guys. Like so, in your we're not curing cancer. You you know we're just car guys, and we're from a middle of a cornfield in Wisconsin. So exactly, uh, man. And that's why I think we can all relate. Like maybe not afford your bills, but we can relate to you guys as dudes. I mean, you yeah. have a collision shop, right? Along with your high-end build stuff. I mean, you're so grounded in you know grunt work and 
Yeah. And they do it yeah. all, too. They do yeah. it all right there, which yeah. is insane when you really think about it. These guys, they're hands-on. They, they're behind everything that has their logo on it. You know, you know they put time and, a, and just a massive amount of effort. If you guys were to see the subtle yet really definitive changes and twerks and tweaks they put on cars, it could be roof like Hell, I'm looking at a 48 Cadillac. It's got a 69 Dodge Charger windshield in it on a, <laughs> on a frame of a, a, you know, an ATSV. I, I drive a CTSV. I'm like, how do they do this, man? And they do it every single year with multiple cars. Dude, I, 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 I can't wait to get on this Camaro topic. And I hate to even call it a Camaro. Uh, so they've got a couple of, what, three builds here this week? Yeah. We do, yeah. Um, so we've got a 70, was it a 70 or 69 69, Mustang? 69. Yep. So a 69 Mustang over here. Awesome. I mean, anybody would think this thing would be tops. Then you can walk over a little bit more to the booth over there. And you know, I say Camaro because everyone goes, oh, that's a Camaro. But it's not, man. You guys, tell, tell everybody about this car. Well, it was fun. It was fun actually going over it with Kevin. Because, I mean, I generally thought you, you really were, you know, there's sometimes you go over a car with somebody and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you really were, were digging it as far as seeing the little thing. Cause, I get you it. Know, I mean, I'm putting all the pieces like this and this and this. And I'm like how many hours are into that and how much time is into this, how much skill is into this, right. like how it's made, like all the individual steps, like that's thousands and thousands of hours. Yeah. There's only four parts of that whole car that would actually fit a 69 Camaro <laughs> and that is the two door glass and the two quarter glass. So but tell everybody how it started, right? Like that's not a real Camaro. It looks like a Camaro, but it's it's a It it's is. I mean, it was, we started out with a 69 Z28, which I probably shouldn't be saying out loud. <laughs> Oof. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, it, the car was a Wisconsin car that a gentleman bought. I think second owner. He's had it his entire life. And uh, we happened to be looking for a car for this project. And somehow, I think he either got a hold of us or somebody no, told we, us about yeah. it. But um, So we went out and bought the car. And uh, uh, from there, brought it back. We had the car scanned and uh, started building with the help. Obviously, Gary Regal, our designer, did a great job on that car. And and uh, we scanned it and I'll let Mike tell you a little more about that process but yeah so we scanned the original Z and really what you do to scan if anybody's done it they usually use powder you know white powder you want to get it as dull white as you possibly can but we knew we weren't going to use anything but so we literally base coated over everything of that car you know we didn't care because we weren't using anything but it gave us really good math had a company out of Milwaukee come and scan it with this four hundred thousand dollar scanner because you know as good a scan as you can do the better the information yeah. the, you know so better the parts it's it's a scary process right because even the automotive world they don't do everything in space and build the car you know i think they tried to and then they went back to clay so they could say oh stand back and look here we are investing all this money basically scanning it blowing it out you know in math and then start cutting molds and Hope it looks good proportionally yeah. when you're done, right? Yeah, because so, we'll say it's not a Camaro. It's There's hardly any sheet metal on the car. Yeah. No, no, there's yeah. none. Physically, there's nothing left. Well, be, there's the inner structure left, some of the inner structure of it, but there's literally nothing. It's the, a carbon fiber first-gen Camaro with, like I said, zero proportion and scale and size. Yeah. Like, the car's original. cool besides all of that. I mean, it's it's a full cage car, which you really don't even notice when you get in there. Um, the car has two floor pans in it. It's got an upper one where your feet would be on, and 
from the basically the bottom of the doors down around the rockers, the second floor pan goes all the way into the tunnel area where the drive shaft and exhaust come through. Um, so the car, just like driving it, feels really cool because you can tell all the weights in the right spot. It's all down low and everything up above that's all carbon, so there's really nothing there. You know, the roof, wow. the hood, the doors. Um, so it, the car, just to drive it in itself, has a just a, a really pleasing feeling to it. It just feels right. Well, it's got this, you know, so, you know, you do anything laid up in carbon glass, whatever, right? I mean, it's a thin layer. It's a shell. And yeah. you guys did this cool endoskeleton. I mean, what do you even call that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what framing? A, like. Yeah, usually when we did carbon like that, we would lay up another carbon inner and then bond them together. And it's like, can't we do something different and carry it out through? So it was fun to create a skeleton. And it's like, that'd be cool. I haven't seen anybody do that yet, where you create this skeleton and then carry it into the roof, into the headliner, and then into the deck lid. And, and, and the great part about the it, it's all exposed. Like you, right. you see you that. See when you look in the car, you're like, okay, I see you know all these braces and all this you know, really fine, refined machine work, and it, and it really gives the car a, a unique feel and look inside. You're looking at, oh, that's how they get rigidity and, and structure to to this carbon fiber skin. Right. You know, yeah. it's really <laughs> slick. And you can't touch it. Yeah, but yeah, it's got to float because you know it can't rest against the carbon. Cause right. You get a so, suck mark. Yeah, you get a puck through, mark yeah. or whatever. So. To bend all that, keep it floating evenly, it was quite the challenge. But you know, we got some great guys at the shop, and you know, here Jim and I get to take all the glory. But no, we, we couldn't we, do it without him. I yeah, assure you that. So, well, tell everybody. Uh, I mean, this thing just mopped it up, right? I'm I'm staring at I don't know how many different awards here. Just oh my God! Rattle yeah. off the list, guys. You know, I have to tell you a story, and it, it, it it's just funny. And the only reason I'm telling is, but. I was standing by the car this morning, or actually sitting down this morning, and these three guys walked through, and I, they were from some other country. I could understand they spoke English, but... So Not good English. Broken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so they're standing there, and they walk by, and they just stop dead in their tracks, and they're staring at that Camaro, and Don't he, cuss. Look, he looks at the other guy and says, who the bleep is the Ring Brothers? <laughs> and it was just funny as hell, and then they wow. literally spent an hour, hour and a half staring at that car, but... That was pretty fun. I mean, it was just funny to hear somebody say, like, who well, the hell are these Well, that's just weird guys? that nobody, you obviously had to be from a different country, because Ring Brothers, when, when you hear that name, you, you know. You just, you know, it's, you guys are one of those, those names that, when you think SEMA, when you think fantastic, out of this world builds, you're the bar. You know, somebody has to set the bar. You well, two were it. When you talk no. about a bar, there's a gold bar <laughs> yeah. sitting right here on a ward, man. What's this one? Yeah. Uh, we, we, actually, we actually did really well on the awards. GM, you know, honored us with the best best uh, best car at SEMA. Best um, car at best SEMA. Car. Be- yeah. Dude, one car. GM, one yeah. best GM. unbelievable amount of, you know, cars and vehicles and you yeah. name it here to get the best at SEMA. But the trophy actually is that the new C8 and it's a one-off. They're never doing it again. Yeah, he said you'll never see you'll another never one. You'll never see so. another one. So that's pretty special. Wow. It's, it's pretty bitching. And then Ford picked three best to show Fords, and we got one of those for our Mustangs. <laughs> man, knocking it out of the park, man. I mean, how do you guys do it? What do you, what do you attribute all these awards to? Is it the vision? Is it obviously your team? But I mean, think about 
you guys racked up. That I don't know that there's another award to win that you guys don't take home. I think uh, the reason we don't have any money is because my wife is paying off everybody with the money. <laughs> that... <laughs> well, what's I your... wondered what happened to all that cash. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite part about the builds that, that keeps driving you, right? You know, I think you always try to outdo what you did. And, and by the way, it's, that's a tough. And I think every builder in this whole place knows it. Every year is a different customer and a different budget. And it, it's not always the same. It's not, it's not always a good budget. But so you kind of you kind of tuck your head behind some dark glasses on the years when you when you show up with with uh, something that you didn't have the budget to to you know, well, be really proud. You of. mind if I ask what what was the budget on the Camaro? What the budget was or what it ended up being? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Eight. He's got a forty. Eight forty in it. I yeah, mean, that, yeah. think about that, man. That, well, that's not that bad. The roof on it was almost 80 grand, so. Now, the first quote, <laughs> just for the milling of the roof, was 87,000. I'm like, <laughs> I can't build this car. I'm screwed now, man. Wow. Well, so, all right, there's some good questions coming then, because, um, right, as a builder, you want to build, you know, yeah. a rocket to the moon, right? But you're right. under constraints. You're under, you know, time. Whatever, budget, time, the owner, right? Because yeah, the owner's yeah. like, well, I want a 67 Fastback, and you're thinking, geez, yeah, I've already done again. like six of these. Yeah, yeah and by the way, I want it plum crazy purple. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. no. So, <laughs> all these, somehow, as the, you know, a high-end builder, and you know what you want to build, you know what's going to be awesome, and you're just trying to weave through, right, these constraints, and uh, I know it's, right, got so many good high-end builder friends, a lot of times... You just got to keep going. Like the budget ran out, but you're like, man, oh, yeah. this it's has like my going name through a corn maze. Yeah, yeah. But you're absolutely right. We want to keep going, and all of a sudden, now it's out of your pocket and out of your time. Everyone, you know? everyone is, and you know, we all sit here and smile like we're just happy cats, and it's like we lose our butt again on this thing, you know. But that's just what's inside of you. You yeah. have to finish. You, you yeah. can't not finish your vision. Yeah, and, and, I, and I don't think people get that right. Like. I mean, there should be, in a way, a big thank you. Like, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, you know they won and they're top dog and I'm sure they made a killing on this thing, whatever. It's like, no, man, these guys are sacrificing themselves. Like, when you see SEMA guys after builds, everybody's got bags under their eyes. Yeah. They're tired. They haven't slept. They haven't probably seen their families in weeks. And, right, and half the time, let's say they're losing money, per se, right? And uh, they're giving us these, like, gyms, these dream machines for us to drool over to dream about at night you know to think about inspire us uh and it's it's almost a thankless job although you know they got these awards and you know like i really wish we figure out a way to eat these trophies i mean <laughs> <laughs> like seriously I've, I've taken a lot of them apart there's no money inside of i mean maybe if they made them out of chocolate or something <laughs> yeah you know, but you know it's here's uh, your it's, easter it, bunny yeah, yeah well, i mean we're we're truly honored and blessed to, to be able to, to win a win these trophies but they, they don't pay the bills so so if uh, you didn't have constraints uh and you didn't have let's say i know what i have to do to to, to win at SEMA or, or any other event, and you just were gonna go build something yourself. If you had the time, you had the money, like what would you build, what kind of cars, what would you be doing? Like if it was just a mic or a gym build, or you know, you guys kind of combining up to just do, not some customer coming in, right? Yeah. What, what drives you guys? What would be awesome in your mind? You know, for me personally, it's never entered my mind because I can't, I can't afford it you know don't dream that way and if we do we put the effort into somebody else's so it's a weird question but yeah. i've never really thought of, of that because i like 
each one I like the challenge but at the end of the day I'm tired of them I'll, you know how it is yeah, you're yeah. tired of them even though that you may think they're cool we honestly by the time they're done as you know you don't even see any beauty in them and it's really cool even to come here and it's four days since you see it and the different lighting and the big you know it's almost like they gain uh, they turn into something else when they're here swear to god you know how it is when you're doing your BMW and you you're like yeah. oh and then you get it here and it's almost like it came alive yeah, yeah and man. it's weird must what, be the Vegas lights There's, but you're right you're exactly right you are so sick of looking at that stuff for a year year and a half yeah. and you don't even know you're just sick to your stomach you're just like get it out of here and you come out here it gets in a new environment under under you know great lights with people around and all of a sudden well, you just go maybe it's not that bad <laughs> you know how you get kind of a perception of someone you know usually some big player like whatever the president of the united states an astronaut landing on the moon right some tv star and who they are and what they are and they must be rich and loaded or however you you know perceive them and you know Sometimes when you get these inside views, it reshapes how you think, you know, like it's just super cool to get in the background and, and realize that these two guys, which we're going to have a lot more of here coming up, are just like us. Yeah, just man. Just working dudes, man. They just <laughs> happen to be awesome at what they do. Yeah, they ain't going hungry, but, <laughs> you know, they're not <laughs> ultra millionaires, which is what you would probably perceive when you think Ring Brothers and all the incredible accolades, all the incredible builds and platforms, crazy to think budgets get blown and those guys, you know, invest their own money into making sure the project is the quality they want when they think Ring Brothers' name on it. You know, when they think, all right, this is going to be our offering for, you know, whatever show for SEMA 2019. They'll go into their own pockets, bust their own budgets to make sure what they're representing, what they're putting out there is top tier. Well, you know what? Those guys are just like me because I blow my budget all the time too. <laughs> I keep spending more and I keep putting more time in it long after I should. So I'm, I'm totally relating right now, man. On a different scale, right? On a different scale. But more from the Ring Brothers right after the break. And trust me, you want to hear some of these great things they got to say. All right, we're back with the Two Guys Garage podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B. Kev, question for you. What was your very first build, bro? What was your your nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> very first I know what build. it was too, bro. <laughs> 82 Camaro. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> oh, man. Real quick. I mean, started out as a little six-cylinder car because it was clean. It was cheap. I got my hands on it. I'm 15 years old. And, I mean, tick, tick, tick. Clock's going. And everything is gutted, stripped out. And it became, you know, my version of redneck hot rods side pipes hood scoop nasty big cam setting off alarms kind of car man that's my yeah, uh, man. claim to fame right there yeah <laughs> yeah that's unsweet tea nasty bro uh, that's unsweet and tea nasty 82 camaro <laughs> my man mine in case you're curious 71 dodge charger cut yeah. i cut yards when i was 14 saved up enough money so that a week before i turned 16 that car was mine dude it took me a year and a half to do 2500 bucks but i did it all cut grass that's a lesson in starting point right because we both put as much sweat equity in money time and everything else but yeah. what you start with 
obviously determines what you're going to finish with. So lesson learned, if you're getting antsy to get started on something, building something, check out what you got. Make sure it's what you want to end up with because you're going to spend a lot of time on it. If it's not, sell it and start from scratch and then giddy up. There you go, man. We asked the Ring Brothers that same question. Wow, their answer's awesome. What was your very first build? Like, how did you guys first decide to start building cars together? Did you guys ever build? Because I have a twin brother. You know, me and him used to always compete. I was a Mopar guy. He was a Chevy guy. So he had his Camaro. I had my Charger. We're always racing, trying to build something faster. Did you guys ever compete? And what what was your first build together as, as that you would say represented the Ring Brothers? God, I don't even want to bring them up. They were so ugly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, here's, here's a story for you. So I had this mint uh, uh, Oldsmobile, I believe it was, four-door Oldsmobile, and I was probably 17, 18 years old. And, so uh, we did compete. So we did compete. And this thing was just mint, and and you know it was a it was a four door total piece of crap, but it was mint, and I really liked this car. Well, Mike bought uh, uh, Deuce and a quarter, uh, yeah, the same uh, yeah. And uh, one day, him and his buddy thought they'd be smart, coming by my mom's house, and literally just drove down the side, took all my mirrors off, the door handles (laughs) off, all the chrome down one side. And he had owned a gas station in the town, and they were laughing like this is really fun. I come on, he's not gonna be able to get in his car. I big military (laughs) deuce and a half. Yeah. Oh my God, I have a five ton. So the big brother, yeah. So, So I was so pissed at him yeah. oh he wow. parked his ga- in the gas station right downtown <laughs> yeah. and he had it in there sideways and i come in there at about 40 through the pumps yeah. and i t-boned his i pushed his oh. door i pushed the door in the seat to the to the passenger side i put the car in park and i walked home yeah. oh. oh i was pissed at him wow. in the in the Oldsmobile or in the in my, they were both totaled out junk at that point I, I just walked back to my mom's house and i was so pissed so this is where it all started, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. like you deal with it. Yeah. Wow. So, but I, I assume you made up after that. Huh? Yeah, we did. I sold this car. When yeah, he, he bought the a Fiero then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding, don't you? Uh, yeah, that speaker I in the seat. I bought an IROC, and then he had to buy one, yeah. and he put IROC too on the yeah, back of his. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Eighty-sixes. <laughs> yeah. How did you guys decide? Okay, let's do this for real. Let's. Let's try to create, you know, together, let's try to create cars in a statement. Oh, he was losing a lot of money and wanted me to come home and yeah. get involved. Misery likes company. <laughs> uh, I think the, the, the build that kind of maybe where we got noticed a little bit was the one we did called the Reactor. It was a green yeah. 67 Mustang that uh, actually Jack Roush himself unveiled for us in the Roush booth. And that was a years back already, but I think that's one uh, that did well. I think the funnest thing we ever built in our life was that stupid Winnebago, that 72 Brave with the 1,000 horse blown LS in it. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's I, I mean, that thing ride, was man. a trip. It got dubbed the world fastest RV. We, it was yeah. in the Travel Channel. and But uh, I'll tell you what, that thing would pull the left front wheel off the ground from a dead stop. <laughs> That is awesome. Man, that's every camping guy's dream yeah. machine right there, dude. Yeah. Oh, we had travel trailer so thing. much fun in that I guess thing. The, I know I got a second here, but the first car, I was in the Navy, and I had a 69 GTO convertible in the basement of Mom's house, and we were kind of working on it together. And I remember coming home on leave and went in the basement to see my baby, and car's gone. Like, where's my car? I sold it. Oh. Where's the money? I spent it. <laughs> <laughs> so we never did get to finish my first oh, yeah. car together. Yeah. 
Where's my car? I sold it, man. Oh, wow. Oh, all right, what, what build just kicked you in the ass? Like, you're like, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Here's the deadline. Here's what we're trying to go with it. And it just... I think the worst, the worst one that kicked us in the butt was that Kona car, that black 67. Almost uh, broke us. Almost broke us. The motor, I mean, we did this car, it was like 60 or 80 grand, but we had probably had 100 in it or 110. And the dude that built the motor, I mean, it literally looked like he used swing set bolts in this thing. And, oh. and the motor just, just trashed and you it know, up. you wanted the nice injection yeah. system. Oh my God, nothing runs. So everybody was pointing their fingers at the motor guy and the injection guy and the fuel guy and you know how that worked. But anyway, we were at a car show, I, was, I think it was in Columbus, Ohio, and the guy, the motor guy walks up and he looks at the car and he's like, dude, I'd have built you a lot better motor if this I knew it was going in this thing. Oh my God. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in <laughs> oh my, my entire God. life. Who says that? Oh yeah. my God. So it was a mess. And finally we had to get a hold of a guy named John Meany, which, yeah. and he got it running. He goes, this car's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody John. knows yeah. John, yeah. he's kind of yeah. He says forward. it like it is. That's not a good word, by the way. Uh, that's what he used. I didn't use the word. <laughs> Wow, man. If you look over the years, is there something that you guys have always wanted to build, but you haven't yet? Yeah, we've got this truck in mind. That if it's I can, pretty rad. If I can get a guy to... to uh, a guy with Kevin's money, we can probably yeah. do it. <laughs> it's going to be about this big, <laughs> matchbox size. Uh, you want to build an S10? No. <laughs> no. It's, what, a, it's a truck that we've had that we thought we were going to build, but the, didn't work out because the guy had this stupid uh, $150,000 he actually had twin of them in his boat and Carl Wagner bless his heart he passed away this year this guy wanted us to put him in a truck and literally it was like eight feet tall right you had to look out the side to we had a design and Carl's like they wouldn't work in the boat and Carl the old grumpy he's like you had a lake full of water and you couldn't cool it. How do you think we're going to be able to cool this thing on the highway? They were so, 2,500 horse, $150,000 race boat geez. engines. And they were just, they were completely ridiculous to look at. But they were just, we could, they were anchors is all they were. But, yeah. So, so that kind of fell apart, but we had to find that, really refine that It looked truck. like a 48 Chevy pickup ran into a Formula One car. <laughs> all the renderings and everything are done. Huh. It's pretty wild. Like, so we've kind of got that for hopefully right, so back pocket. Go. So yeah. we want to we reach out to that uh, benefactor out there that yeah. wants to do that something wild and just crazy. the lottery or something. All right, lottery guys out yeah. there, get a hold of these guys. Because <laughs> yeah. they got a vision they want to get out there, yeah. and I think we're all going to dig it. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for liking what we do. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. We well, you know other things we like to, you guys not only build cars, but you have a lot of awesome components, hood hinges, things like that. Yeah. Uh, check them out. Where's the best place to check out all your goods? Get on ringbrothers.com or, you know, obviously like us and uh, Instagram. Uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff and, and we continue to grow on that side of things. And you know what? We're there to help you out. So give us well, a call. It's awesome. They got these awesome builds they design really cool features and then you know some of them work their way into things that we can buy yeah so, and we man. got marissa so <laughs> hey and and who's your fashion director because you guys are always looking top notch man i'm telling you i know who who picks out the gear and the dress and the shoes but you guys are dimes bro. you wait till you see the well, one tomorrow you'll you're gonna have a prop <laughs> well, it's a bunch of kitty cats with yellow eyes on them <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of kitty cats look who's over here yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh Meow. my goodness Courtney Hansen giving us the wave yeah, come on man. over here girl 
Come on, sit down and say hi. <laughs> oh, she's got to take our picture first. Oh, yeah. Hey, you don't need your picture. picture. She doesn't want to. Oh. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Courtney Hansen. Oh, yeah. Oh, just oh, yeah. busted in on our party. Yeah, now yeah, everybody's man. tongue-tied oh, and man. can't Guys, say I'm anything. crashing your party. <laughs> Crash anytime. Oh, my God. <laughs> this girl go back so far. Oh. Uh, Pilot episode overhauling. This really? is my girl right over here. Yeah. Wow. Bird and I go way back. Yeah, man. Rubbing elbows. This is the coolest chick ever. I mean, everybody knows that, but I'm just going to reiterate it. Uh, you know, we did our first pilot, and, uh, you know, Chris and her kind of come in. We're a bunch of builders getting ready to get, you know, dirty for a week. They're kind of like, Ooh, I don't know, should we kind of like, leave them alone or whatever? You know, in the first episode, we kind of got through. Everything worked out great. Sold the network. It was awesome. And by the next one, I came out. She's like, Bird, I want to grind on some stuff. I want to get in here. Man, she was a dirty girl. And I mean, like, in the car kind of way. Well, I'll let you guys get back to it. Always good to see you. I just had to come get more of this Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, man. Courtney. Well, you can come get Love more of these hugs yeah, and everything else, You're the very, man. very best. Thanks. I'm going yes, to go hug your beautiful wife. All right. <laughs> All right, Courtney. All right, man. There you guys go, man. Kevin Bird, Willie B, Two Guys Garage with the Ring Brothers. We are live from SEMA 2019, man. Thank you, thank you. Thank, thank you, guys. guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. What a privilege to talk to two of the really most incredible and talented builders you will ever have an opportunity to talk to. And throw a cherry on top, Courtney Hansen. What a cool surprise. Just dropping in like that, you know? Yeah. Super awesome chick with such yeah, a man. great, you know, car persona and personality that we all love. So... You know, hopefully we'll keep seeing her around. And she's just a cutie, man. She just she comes in and mixes it up. She's there's no look out, guys. She's like, I'm here. Give me some room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was absolutely, great, absolutely, man. All right. Well, again, thanks to all of our guests, man. We have Jim and Mike, the Ring Brothers. Thanks, Courtney Hansen, for Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. Our producer, my man Scooper, and executive producer Bob Ecker, the Two Guys Garage Podcast. Copyright 2019. Brim Productions Incorporated. Yeah, and don't forget, check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. You know, share your thoughts. Share with us on social, right? Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. And I tell you what, we had a blast. We had so much fun in SEMA. But you know what? We got to call it a day. So you guys, catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.